Hi, I'm Jennifer Isabella. And I'm Keith Johnston. Your co-host for Forrester's podcast, What It Means, where we explore the latest market dynamics impacting executives and their customers. Today, we're joined by VP and Group Director Melissa Parrish to talk about the customer-obsessed growth engine and customer experience's critical role within it. Welcome, Melissa. Thanks for having me. Well, this is great, Melissa. We've, you know, as you know, uh, as much as I do, we've been doing this customer-obsessed uh, research uh, for years now, but we've finally got some great data and we've been putting the really a business lens on what does it mean to drive revenue? How do you do that? Um, how might you be aligned? And what we've revealed in this particular one, we're going to focus on the customer obsessed growth engine for uh, business to consumer. Um, we've learned a lot about the critical components of how you really drive that business. Can you just start off by just telling us what the customer obsessed growth engine is for the B2C company? Yeah, for sure. So we have found some really interesting insights. I laugh a little bit because when I say this, uh, the the definition of the customer obsessed growth engine, people are going to be like, well, yeah, obviously you guys have been talking about alignment for a long time. So let me get that out of the way. The customer obsessed growth engine, we're really talking about the successful alignment of three crucial functions in a B2C company, marketing, customer experience, and digital. And this is alignment around the consumer with a very strong foundation in technology that adds sort of oomph to the whole thing. Okay, cool. Let's all roll our eyes and say, yes, yes, we all need to be aligned. But the truth is, if we can figure out a way to bring this alignment to um, to sort of operational fact as opposed to philosophy or thinking, um, cut to the chase here, uh, respondents at enterprises with high levels of this alignment uh, across these customer-facing functions report 2.4 times higher revenue growth. I feel like there you go, period, end of sentence. Um, in this time, that is what we're looking at here, where it's not a nice thing to do. It's not like um, better for everyone to get along with your colleagues. It is those things. But we're talking about making money. Uh, and this alignment does it. The customer-obsessed growth engine. That's why we call it that. And a huge piece of this clearly is uh, what happens with the customer experience, although we're not going to ignore marketing or digital um, but today we're going to hone in on that customer experience leader and what it means to put those practices into play to drive that growth. Can you just talk about like where are we at with the customer experience professionals and how they start to be a driver of this engine? Yeah, as as you very well know, Keith, your teams and my teams and all these folks who've been um, researching CX for for so long. Uh, where are we with CX? The answer is kind of all over the place, right? Some companies have a CX leader in the C-suite, some don't. Um, the function reports in to all different sorts of departments and all sorts of different leaders. And um, there is no one way to do this perfectly. But the reason they are a crucial element in the customer obsessed growth engine is that you can't even start on this journey towards true alignment without customer insights. Now, some people might say, yes, yes, customer insights. Sure, we have uh, we have data analysts for that. And that's great, right? You need you need quantitative 
analysis for sure. But I'm talking about like all of the things that customer experience pros do incredibly well. They are doing functionality testing. They are doing UX research. They are doing qualitative and quantitative research at all levels. They are analyzing all the data. They are collecting voice of the customer. And crucially, they are the absolute masters at aligning folks uh, within their organization because of this peculiarity where there is no one way to organize. So you might find the CX function anywhere and they are going to be running to marketing and running to digital and running here and running there to make sure that the insights are shared. Well, if you are not, again, operationalizing that function, if you're not getting that insight uh, truly front and center with your customer facing functions, you can't have a customer obsessed growth engine. So to me, it's sort of like this data says, can we just all stop arguing about it now? You have a customer experience function. It doesn't matter what you call it. They are absolutely crucial. If they're not at the table, pull up a chair because it's just silly that they're not. Right. Regardless of organizational structure or what have you, the embedded nature, as you know, you put Keith, like this is not ignoring the importance of the marketing or digital. It's actually elevating the fact that they need to be embedded within those organizations. But that's not a organizational structure point. That's just how we work operating together point. Yeah, so let's highlight on that because we call it the ever elusive financial proof point of what CX is. Um, but that's a critical com component of the, the the growth engine, right? Is we're talking about alignment, but we're also talking about alignment and insights because we all know that there's not, there's not a couple of customer life cycles. There's one couple customer life cycle and these functions share a piece of it. So what did we find through the customer obsessed growth engine that really highlights you, that alignment of the insights, the function and how that delivers growth? Yeah. So I already mentioned that the, the alignment uh, across these customer facing functions, marketing, CX and digital all being given sort of equal airtime and equal importance, uh, companies that, uh, that report having those high levels of alignment report 2.4 times higher revenue growth. I'll tell you though, they also report two times higher growth in profitability than those uh, companies that have some or no alignment. Um, I'm a little, I'm a little stuck on this idea of profitability at the moment. Have been um, for at least the last year because I think as we have entered this these uh, kind of uncertain economic times, you talk about revenue growth all you want, but if you're not if you're not talking about profitability. It, if your expenses are raising as much as your revenue, who cares if you've had two times the the revenue growth? Um, so the fact that we are able to show that this uh, that that CX contributes equally to profitability, I think, is really important. Um, we have a lot of research uh, that is really solid and has a really big impact on the um, financial measurement, the the financial impact of CX programs specifically. Um, you put this much money into the program, here's your ROI. And that is that is very important. But to be able to say, this is not just the return on your investment in your function. This is how you play a role in the success of your company. That's something new. Uh, and that's something that may actually be a little uncomfortable for some CX leaders because it does expose them to more of the business, right? With great power comes great responsibility, et cetera. Um, so they may they may be feeling a little 
uncomfortable, right? They, it might make them feel a little bit more vulnerable, but that's a good thing. That means that you have impact, that you have broad impact. Uh, and that's what this data really shows. Yeah, but that impact's really important. I mean, you're talking about top and bottom line growth. And, you know, when we point to marketers, we also, it's like, oh, that's a cost center. They acquire our customers. But the reality is, it's very expensive to acquire customers. It's probably even more expensive to lose them. So if you're not working together, long-term growth is not coming because you're constantly churning through customers. That's exactly right. And something we talk about in the research, um, and that we'll be talking about a lot at um, CX North America and in a bunch of follow-on research um, from me and actually mostly other analysts, is this idea that um, if you get this right, if you get this alignment right, it's going to be hard. There are things you're going to have to work through in the short term. But once you get this engine really running, it's like a um, it's like a perpetual motion machine. You turn it on and you let it go. And it doesn't just generate revenue and profitability. It generates loyalty. Because if you think about it, if you are delivering exactly what your customers want in exactly the way and timeline they want it, so infused with digital, and keeping them constantly in informed about the new stuff and the product changes and making sure that you're on top of their feedback, you are creating incredible experiences constantly, which means there is no reason for those customers to churn. It's this thing, uh, I've been calling it passive loyalty, which is just a terrible phrase. So I'm sure somebody will come up with something better. But this idea that like everything that I need from this company, from this brand, is great. I have no reason to look for another brand. I have no reason to price shop. I have no reason to go anywhere. And so profitability continues to rise because you don't need to spend as much money to acquire new customers. So just it just keeps going and it just keeps um, being fantastic for both the consumer and the brand. So this is great, Melissa. So we're talking about really critical nature of the CX leader. And this means bigger budgets. This means a larger remit. We want to put them in the C-suite. I don't know if they need a big title like chief experience officer, but they certainly need to be at the table. Right, you know, we're weeks away from CX North America. We're going to have some of the best customer experience professionals on stage and at the show. Um, what could the customer obsessed growth engine mean for them? And is it really time for them to play a critical role and be in the C-suite? It is. It's, I mean, it's not even just the time. I don't know how to say it more forcefully than that, Keith. But yeah, it is. You cannot have a growth engine. You cannot create this perpetual motion machine without CX being in the C-suite somehow. Um, Ironically enough, one of the things that CX leaders are so great at is uh, different different methodologies of design, different types of design, including inclusive design, whether that means like graphic design or product design or organizational design. Um, and this is a time for those CX leaders to put that skill to use, right? Because um, while inclusive design can mean lots of things to different people, making sure that that customers are a part of any experience that's being designed is absolutely a fundamental of that idea of inclusivity, right? So the, the customer has to have a seat at the table. And if customer experience, the person who um, is the best uh, stand-in for the customer, they absolutely have to be there. Um, 
but there are other the the sort of general characteristics which uh, even sounds kind of silly because they're so important but cx teens are um are the keepers of culture change right they are the keepers of voice of customer insights they are the they are the keepers of this kind of um institutional knowledge if you will about how the company ser has served customers and continues to change to serve them in the future. And if you've got a C-suite who's not interested in that, what are they doing? I mean, you can you can say customer obsessed all you want, but if if that isn't something that you're considering during every high level strategy meeting, then they're just words. Um, so yeah, I, I I wish there was a phrase that I could um, make up on the spot that made it sound even more absolutely crucial that cx leaders be in the c-suite but yeah you can't you can't do this without them you just can't so what is our guidance melissa forgive me for this phrase for uh, cx leaders sort of revving the the growth engine <laughs> so to speak um are there you know like tangible next steps you know if they're like yep this is i'm on board with this this is critical yeah so this is one of the places was sort of the next step for them is one of the places where I think CX pros have a very unique profile within an organization. And I know that there are some um, analysts on the CX service who have some research about sort of who you hire to be good in CX. Sure, there are some hard skills that, that people look for, but actually there's a lot of like um, you find a lot of uh, sociology majors and anthropology majors and people who kind of lead with empathy who end up in roles uh, in customer experience. And it's those kind of people uh, with those softer skills or personality traits or whatever you want to call them who are exceptional at finding the right people to align. Uh, now, in this case, we're talking about aligning CX, marketing, and digital. But it is something that I think most customer experience professionals just do sort of in life. Uh, they are they are connectors, right? They are mediators. They are really good at talking to people uh, and bringing people together around uh, an event or a topic or a subject. And now is the moment for that skill to really shine. Because historically, if you have a separate marketing team and a separate digital business team, yeah, you know, they, they share some things. They probably um, have certain parts of the bottom line that fall under their remit. They probably have um, some uh, uh, projects that they both work on, but they're, you know, in their in their separate lanes. And it, now the CX leader can say, wait a second, I know how to bring you together. <laughs> I can align us all together. And that is the thing that the other two departments just do not have as naturally as CX does. So if they can bring this natural alignment skill to the building of the customer obsessed growth engine, I really think that's the that is the place to start. Um, we say they have to be given a seat at the table. Well, the interesting thing is that they're the ones who can set the table. So let's let them let's let them set their own place, right? Um, then the second thing, once they've got everybody together and they're getting everybody on the same page and um, they understand that they are going to create this engine and all start moving forward in lockstep, now is the time for them to start pushing those customer insights forward, right? It is, um, I hope that there aren't a lot of CX professionals who still sit back and wait to be asked, 
right? That that used to be the way it was. CX pros would collect all the data and someone would come to them and say, what do you know about X, Y, and Z? Hopefully things have been more proactive now. Um, that is the next step here. While CX leaders are bringing everyone together, creating this alignment, they should be thinking about the kinds of insights they need to accomplish the tasks before them. Just start pulling in those insights constantly. Just do it. Get it done. Don't ask for permission. You might have to ask for money. That's always the case. But this is your number one goal. Fuel the engine with insights. And and yes, rev it up and uh, something about torque and whatever else you want to put in the metaphor. Um, that is what that is what the CX pros need to do. Awesome. Well, thanks for all the engine uh, analogies. <laughs> no problem. I'll, I'll think of a few more for the event. <laughs> this is a great overview. The uh, B2C customer growth engine, which will be a full thread throughout the show at CX North America this year coming in June. Melissa, thanks so much for talking about this. We're excited to learn more. Thanks so much. If you like what you heard today, please join us at CX North America, where you can dive even deeper into a variety of customer experience topics. At CX North America on June 13th through 15th, you'll get the latest research from dozens of Forrester analysts, network with your peers, and walk away with actionable insights and best practices. Learn more at forcom slash CX23. That's F-O-R-R dot com slash C-X-23. Thanks for listening.